It's self show. Play Say with it. No. Mo. Yeah. Uh huh. And another one. She rockin', she rockin', she rockin' alone, and she poppin', she poppin', she poppin' the songs, and she makin', she makin', she makin' her own, cause black girls rock, black girls rock, yeah. She rockin', she rockin', she rockin' alone, and she poppin', she poppin', she poppin' the songs, and she makin', she makin', she makin' her own, cause black girls rock, black girls rock. Welcome to Her Talks. Her Talks is a podcast that focuses in on everything business, blending, and black, meaning I focus in and highlight women of color who are entrepreneurs who are out there finding and chasing their dreams, as well as giving you guys a glimpse into my life as a blended mother of four boys. Um, You know, life is a journey, and it's something that I think we are all trying to figure out along the way. I love interviewing people who seem to have some sort of insight on how to make life a little bit easier, more fun, and just finding their purpose and walking comfortably in that purpose. So thanks so much for listening and check out this new episode of Her Talks. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Her Talks. I hope that you were able to listen to um, my journey to healing, the first and second part. Uh, I really just wanted to talk about why I am so passionate about wellness, why I'm a wellness advocate, why I'm a wellness coach. I think you kind of got some of the grasp of that during those last two episodes, but I just want to really emphasize the importance of what the journey to wellness looks like and um, some of the reasons why I personally like am constantly on the search to be whole and happy and well. Um, the first step to wellness is understanding that you were unwell. <laughs> maybe there's something that happened to you as a child. Maybe something that happened to you as an adult. Maybe it's just some bad habits that you created in yourself. Maybe it was some insecurities that, that may have been told to you by somebody else. Somebody said something, maybe in a joking manner, maybe in a mean manner. And you took that thought and held on to it and created this whole world inside of your mind as to who you actually are. Um, and that may not be your truth. Um, and so that's why it is so important to me to always find things that are positive. Um, I just did an an episode with Eva Melton on, um, it's called Unleashed by Eva. You can find it on YouTube. Um, it was talking about positivity, like replacing the negative with something positive. Um, and why that's been vital to me and my wellness journey. Uh, One of the things that I'm currently doing right now is I am on a 30, it's really 31. (laughs) I didn't count how many days were in March, but it's a 31 day fast. I have been fasting from social media. I also decided to fast from meat. So um, since about, I think the third day of March, I did the, the fast from the meat. So I'm going on several days now with no meat. I still do eggs as a protein. But I haven't done any burgers or fish or chicken. Um, And it's been very interesting because my husband is now coaching and we have been traveling quite a bit (laughs) and we're out normally for hours. And so we have to grab something to eat. And so 
this has really forced me to think about the things that I'm putting in my body. And the crazy part also that I, I realized is even if you're not eating meat, you can still eat garbage. Um, I had a quesadilla yesterday. So again, I'm not doing the ve the vegan thing. I'm doing vegetarian, but I am limiting uh, my dairy. Um, I'm not eating it as much as I normally would. And I got vegan cheese and I already drink almond milk. So those are some of the things that I've been working on. But I've had cheese pizza, <laughs> you know, th different things of that nature. But it's really had me focusing on what I'm putting in my body. So I feel like the fast has been good, um, even with what I'm intaking, because I'm not on social media. Like I've, I missed um, a lot of the news about the shooting in New Zealand. Um just the different things that are going on kind of politically with the wall and the vetoes and all this stuff. And um, I just so happened to be flipping through the channel the other day and I kind of landed on those things. Um, and it's just been interesting too to kind of see what I've been putting inside of, of my brain too, right? So now that I'm off social media, I find myself sometimes seeking out garbage. Like I find myself you know, watching a reality show. And I'm like, Renee, how is this beneficial <laughs> to your overall wellness goal? And it's not. Don't get me wrong. I know that there are some guilty pleasures, but I also know that what I listen to, what I watch, it affects me greatly. So one of the things that I really want to work on is getting my emotions in check. So I am a person of extremes, right? So if you listen to the previous episodes, you'll know that I had a problem with actually connecting with individuals. I was very quick and easy to cut, cut people off and I was kind of over and done with various things. Well, now I can also swing to the other side where I'm just giving, 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 giving and I'm just like highly emotional because I feel like certain needs aren't being met because I'm not in balance, right? So one of the things that I have been reading about is stoicism and I have ordered the book, The Obstacle is the Way. So one of the things that I'm going to work on um, kind of starting really in April, because I feel like I put a lot of stuff on my plate, but really in April, I'm going to work on getting my emotions in check, right? When I am tired and when I am stressed and when I am afraid, my emotions are past 10 every single time. And really it's all about perception. I said this in the interview with my husband, the Bicycle Fitness interview, you know, he is an eternal optimist and I always called myself a realist, but I've also told you guys that I am actually a pessimist. And so really it's all about your perception and how you look at things. The optimist doesn't necessarily not see the obstacle. It's just that they see the opportunity inside of the obstacle. As far as a pessimist, most of the time we see the obstacle with no opportunity. And I think even with some of the hardest things that I've gone through, that there obviously have been opportunities inside of the obstacles. My husband and I were talking this past week, actually this weekend, um, coaching is something he has always wanted to do. Um, and I'm going to actually interview him so we can talk really more in depth about this story because it's, it's really such a God thing. Everything is a God thing, but there are times when he really, really shows himself. And so this whole coaching thing is this experience with him doing his own business and all that has really been a God thing. But we were sitting there recounting like how far we came and really this entire journey started off from something that was extremely negative. If you remember, I was six months pregnant when he was at work and stepped into a pothole and essentially broke his ankle. And they were talking about surgery very, very soon. 
And the problem with the surgery was he was going to be out of commission up to uh, at least at least a month not being able to drive. <laughs> and I was getting ready to have a baby. And so we were worried that um, if the baby came any sooner that I wouldn't have somebody to take me to the hospital because he would be recovering. So they had to postpone his surgery until after I had the baby. So here he was after I had just had a baby and I had, of course, to have him via C-section, if you know my birth story. Um, and it was such a crazy time. At the time, my sister was living with us. That arrangement was not working out very well. It was highly stressful. The baby was coming like any day. Um, my sister's situation with her being at home, she was like a living nanny for us. And so with that not working, we're like, what are we going to do? We have to have childcare. Like she was originally taking care of our third child, Lennon. And when that wasn't working, I was like, how can we afford to pay for childcare for two kids? I work, he's working. Like, how are we going to make this all work? Even though we're working, like childcare is so expensive. Like pretty much me working would cancel out <laughs> the, the cost of daycare. It, it wouldn't even matter. It's like, you might as well not even go to work. And during this time, too, like I said, he's recovering. So trying to figure out, like, okay, he's out of work and he's not getting a full paycheck because he's not at work. So how do we make this work? It was a very, very tough time, you know. And during all this time, like, financially, it was just hard. Like, I I remember thinking, like, okay, God, at some point, something has got to let up. Because, like I said, my birth story is very traumatic and, you know, we could have lost the baby, you know, so there was all these different things. First, he hurts himself. You know, I go into labor. The labor is traumatic. There's a lot of recovery that goes with that. And then a month later, he has to have surgery. Uh, we lose our living nanny situation with my sister. And there's just so much turmoil during that time. Um, so I was just like, what am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> like, what does this all mean? Um, and it's really those those obstacles turn into opportunities because, it pushed us to really, really think, not just critically, but creatively. <laughs> we had to have a solution. It wasn't one of these things where we're just like, oh, well, I guess we can't do anything about it. No, we had to have a solution. And this is where I feel like God will direct you even when you feel like it's something bad that's happening to you. Um, there's things that we pray about, right? Like we pray about like, God, show me the path, show me what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, and at my husband's last job, like I said, we were grateful for that opportunity because it was a step up from his previous job. It had benefits. Um, it was stable, <laughs> you know. Uh, but as far as what he should be doing and his calling, his calling is people. His calling is fitness and health and coaching and, you know, all things active. And so to see him go in day in and day out to a place that had none of that as far as an opportunity was concerned was very, very difficult. It was difficult for me to watch. It was difficult for him to, for him to do. But I also realized like people don't get always opportunities to chase their dreams, right? Because um, you have to be an adult and you have adult responsibilities and you have bills and you have all these things. And so that's really what stops us a lot of times, that fear of, well, if I do this, what happens to this? There has been a ton of sacrifice for us to get to this point. Don't get me wrong. 
you know, we're driving two minivans right now. And when we originally started this journey, we had very, very nice cars. But again, if you go back and listen to the Cost of the American Dream podcast, you'll realize like those really, really nice cars had a very hefty price tag every single month. And it was a struggle for us to do all the other things that we wanted to do, plus pay for our rent and do, you know, it was just, it was just too much. It just wasn't a good sound financial decision for us, even though at the time it seemed like it because we needed to upgrade our vehicles. But I digress. I say all that to say, as I go on my journey, I'm going to share with you guys each week um, some of the tips that I'm getting from reading The Obstacle is the Way, okay? Um, And the reason why I'm doing this is because I feel like, especially for me, a lot of things that are, especially on social media, shown to us, it's all to get our senses like a buzz, right? It's all to kind of sway your opinion. And a lot of it is very emotionally based. And some of it should cause some sort of emotion. I'm not saying like if you saw um, the shooting at the mosques in New Zealand, that should cause some sort of reaction, right? Like you should have some sort of emotion. Um, I remember with the Pulse nightclub shooting and I remember with all the shootings that we've had at the schools in 9-11, like Yes, you should have some sort of emotional response to people losing their lives, especially in such a violent um, and unwarranted way. But I also think some of the other stuff that we get so caught up in and we get so up in arms and about and so emotional about, we just shouldn't. And so one of the things that I'm working on is checking my own emotions, right? I am learning to take up space and I'm learning to check my emotions, Um There's been a few ways that I've taken up space Um, recently, like even with my place of employment, an incident happened and I didn't feel like I was given a chance to talk up, like to verbalize how I was feeling. And when I attempted to do that, it wasn't received in the best way. And normally what I tend to do is, first of all, I wouldn't have said anything (laughs) the first time. And then after I said something the second time, I would have just completely stopped. But what I realized is I think it's important not to be adversarial, but to definitely make sure that your words and your thoughts are not being skewed. Like people don't have this perception of what you're doing and what you're saying that's different from what you actually meant by it or what you thought you were doing. I think a conversation is always needed and I think it needs to be a conversation, not necessarily an argument. Um, And you can listen to somebody's different opinion. Well, when I saw this, I thought this, you know, but if you don't see it's going anywhere, I think it's good to have a mediator. And that's something that I did, which normally um, I would have never done. I've told this story a million times about my previous place of employment and how damaging that was to me as a person. I'm just now, like I said, reclaiming my voice, reclaiming my time. Everybody was saying that last year. But, but seriously, like learning to take up space when it's needed and warranted. There are some things that I just literally do not waste my time on. I'm like, this is not something that I'm going to, this is not the heel that I choose to die on today. But there are certain things that I felt were important to me and I've dismissed it. Well, it's not that big of a deal, you know. But if it's a big deal, if it's like if you're talking to other people about it, if it upsets you in any way, if you sat on it and thought about it thoroughly and it still bothers you, say something. Like, 
I tell my son this all the time, my sweet, sweet Daniel, which you've heard. If you've listened to any of the Black Boy Joys, which next week he'll be on. So be looking for that. Um, but, you know, speak up for yourself. If something seems wrong, if you have an idea, if you did something wrong, even say so. We are so afraid to say, oh, I had no idea. I'm so sorry. My bad. <laughs> You know, there's millions of things like in the in the realm in which I work, because I am not a medical person. Like I don't have hardly any medical background, hardly any. I have zero <laughs> medical background. There's a lot of stuff that I just do not know. So it's always interesting for me to learn and to ask questions and to do different things and not be ashamed of stuff that I don't know. The reason why we have specialties is because people have taken time out to study certain things. That's not something I studied. You know, just like the whole wellness advocacy thing and the life coaching thing, not everybody has taken time out of their day in life to study any of those things, any of those tidbits. So just be grateful when God surrounds you with people that have a varying um, basis of knowledge than you. That's great. Like ask as many questions as you need to ask. Have these conversations that you, you never thought that you could have. I have conversations all the time with people who have different perspectives than me. Just because I have a conversation doesn't mean that they're swaying me and doesn't mean that I'm swaying them. But it is good to hear that perspective. I said this before, too. You're like, Renee, you keep referencing all these old episodes because I want you to watch. I want you to listen. I want you to see uh, everything that I'm doing. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I also do a live talk every well, once a month, um, it's usually, I think, like the second Monday of each month with my girl, Danny. It's called Yes, I Have a Therapist. I do this podcast. I have HerByRenee.com where I do my, um, I share my podcast. I also share some of my writings. Um, so I want you guys to interact with me in different platforms because each platform, in my opinion, shows a different side of wellness. It shows a different side of me. And I would really like and appreciate it, especially if you're already listening to the podcast to kind of follow those other venues as well, because I really feel like it'll give you a different perspective on various things. But let me backtrack. So as I was saying, you know, I talked about um, different perspectives when I was talking about that argument or discussion debate that I got in with my family member about, can you change a racist? Again, I had my opinion. He had his opinion. Everybody had their own opinion, but it was good to kind of hear somebody else's thoughts. Cause sometimes you think like, well, obviously the sign is red. He's going to say the sign is red. And he's like, mm, I think it's magenta what magenta how and you get into all these different discussions and again it doesn't mean that you're going to sway the other person it doesn't mean the other person's going to sway you or that you're even trying to do that it's just sometimes good to open up your mind to different schools of thought so i say all this to say i hope that each episode of her talks gives you an opportunity to think of things in a different way whether you agree with what i'm saying or not whether you can understand some of the things that I am going through or not, I'm hoping that everything I do gives different perspectives because in this world, so many times, like I said, we walk through it just thinking the same way that we've always thought. We don't question it. My whole purpose in life has always been to ask questions. I've always asked questions. I've always wanted to know things. And my friends sometimes, 
I probably really get on their nerves because they'll say something. I'm like, really? What did you think of this? Have you ever done that? What do you think about this? And they're like, Renee, like literally all I said was I saw a shirt with a pineapple on it. I thought about getting it. And you're asking me 30 questions <laughs> about the pineapple shirt. You know, I'm like, well, where did that come from? And what do you think the pineapple represents? And that's just how I've always been. Um, Cause I'm curious and I've always been curious and I, you know, I watch all kinds of things. I Google stuff. My kids ask me questions and if I don't know it, we Google it. I mean, my son came home today talking about Death Valley. I'm like, I haven't heard anything about Death Valley in a very long time. Like, let's look it up. Let's do this. Let's do that. Um, I'm always open to it. So I'm hoping that this podcast gives you a different perspective I hope it has you questioning some things as to why do you think certain things are happening in your life? I'm very excited because as I start on the joy of stoic joy, as I start on the journey of stoicism, um, I also have my first solo individual counseling session set up, which I'm very, very excited about. You know, I believe in counseling You know, I've been to marriage counseling. My son has been through counseling. Um, you know, I think in a blended situation like we have, I think you need as many people to support you as you can possibly find. And like I said, I was doing um, life coaching, which I felt like that was beneficial. But with some other things that kind of, you know, crept back up, which I thought I had dealt with, I knew it was time for me to actually go to counseling on my own. In marriage counseling, although that was great for me and my marriage, it didn't really touch on some of the individual issues that I have that I brought into my marriage that probably caused some of the friction in the first place. So I think even though now my husband and I are on a really, really good path and have been for quite some time, for me as a person and for me to to break through my next wall, this obstacle being an opportunity, I think I need to go and, and talk to somebody. So I'm really excited to give myself an hour just to talk to somebody about all this craziness running around in my head that can give me some ideas and some healthy ways to deal with some of the stuff that I've probably found unhealthy ways to cope with. Again, I wasn't a drinker and I wasn't a smoker, but I found other ways to cope with some of the stuff that was going on in my life. And so as I get older, and as my kids grow older too, I want to be able to teach them how to deal with things in a healthy way. I've taught them as much as I know. Um, and some of the things that I know, again, may not be healthy. So that is re the reason why I talk about wellness. And wellness in and of itself is you knowing what is unhealthy about yourself. Like really sit down, journal. And this is not an activity for you to be like, oh, I'm just a terrible person. I do this and I do that. No, it's an opportunity for you to look at yourself in the mirror naked. And maybe that's what you should do. <laughs> Literally get in front of your mirror naked. Look at yourself. Talk to yourself. Or if you're not a talker, look at yourself in the mirror naked. Right. How you're feeling. Because in that nakedness, you're vulnerable right? Like you see all the stuff like, oh my God, there's that mole that gets on my last nerve. Like you see all the different things that you probably have said negative stuff about of yourself. I am on the journey to love my full self. That's everything. And especially after I've had kids, I'm like, man, my body was so banging <laughs> before I had kids. I'm like, now I got a mama's body, you know? And that's different for everybody, but really accepting all of me. And that includes some of the negative aspects of myself. And you'll know some of them because some of them are being told to you 
through different mediums. Maybe it's a friend, a family member. It may have it may be creeping up at your place of employment. Don't know. But it's good to sit with those things and figure out a way to turn those obstacles into opportunities. That's what this whole journey of life is about. Turning your obstacles into opportunities. So the next episode will be a Black Boy Joy episode, which I always love doing. Um, But then after that, we're going to start getting into the stoicism thing and figuring out a way to change our mindset. And then I'll I'll share a little bit about my first um, journey into individual counseling. Until then, have a great day, night, afternoon, depending on when you're listening to this. And I'll see or talk to you guys next week. Thanks.